How's it going, coaches? This episode is brought to you by our newest long-term sponsor, Team Builder. Team Builder provides strength and conditioning software to athletics programs around the country. Whether you write your own program, have a full-time strength coach, or you need training programs, Team Builder can make your program more efficient, more accountable, and smarter when it comes to measuring your team's effort in the weight room. Uh, you can visit their website, and they've given our listeners a, a great deal, in my opinion. Visit their website, and you can start a 14-day free trial, uh, and you can do that by going to teambuilder.com. And it's teambuilder, T-E-A-M, but builder spelled B-U-I-L-D-R. So that's team, B-U-I-L-D-R.com to get your free 14-day trial. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by the powerful Sideline Power. Sideline Power is the industry leader in coaching communication. Offering cutting-edge technology and innovation, Sideline Power helps coaches around the country elevate their programs to the next level. With new and used headsets, end-zone cameras, drones, portable sound systems, timers, and much, much more, Sideline Power works one-on-one with some of the most influential coaches and nationally ranked programs in high school football. They continue to help coaches push the envelope of player and program development. From NFL-level coaching communications to cutting-edge video technology, Sideline Power encompasses a full array of products needed to unleash the full potential of any and every program. Throughout the expansion of their product offering, Sideline Power has remained committed to offering quality coaching communication at price points for every program. They're family-owned and operated with a customer-first mentality. Sideline Power is truly the number one choice for your coaching communication. Visit them at sidelinepower.com via email at info at sidelinepower.com or give them a call at 800-496-4290. And then last but certainly not least, uh, this episode is brought to you by SkyCoach. SkyCoach is the proven sideline replay technology that will give you the advantage over opponents utilizing anything else. They've got 24-7 support, flexible network that works in any stadium, in any size crowd, and it's the most reliable, innovative software available. To be the best, you must use the best. Don't let your team down by choosing something inferior. We use SkyCoach at Broken Arrow, and again, as I've said, it's, it's amazing the um, ability we have to see both the wide shot and the butt shot in game as soon as the play is over. Um, I love it as an offensive line coach, and our coordinator loves it as an offense coordinator. Sky Coach is the market leader in sideline replay. Go visit them at myskycoach.com to learn more. On this episode of RTP, we talk with Brandon Braxton. Coach Braxton played offensive line for Oklahoma from 2005 to 2008 with a couple stints with the Cleveland Browns and the Toronto Argonauts in professional football. Coach Braxton currently trains offensive linemen in Texas and Oklahoma. Listen as we talk with Coach Braxton about his football journey from Youngstown, Ohio, all the way down to Norman, Oklahoma, to play for the Sooners. The most important skills he teaches, his offensive linemen in training sessions, and the benefits and secrets to the importance of food and proper diet to an offensive line athlete which he has learned from his wife, who is a phenomenal chef in the Tulsa area. You can follow Coach Braxton on Twitter, at B-E underscore Rax. Hope you guys enjoy.
coaches, it's really good to have you on and get to talk some football. We, we kind of got to meet this summer, um, you know, with the, the twins knew you and you were coming in and working out a little bit. And then I, I believe uh, you got to go coach over at Jinx there for a while. And so um, if you want to just kind of give your background a little bit to get it started, kind of, you know, I know you played at OU and some of that, but kind of leading up to that and what you did after that and, and kind of what you're, what you're working on right now. Yeah, well, uh, after OU, of course, I went to OU from 05 to 09. Uh, I played there all four years. Uh, I left there. I went undrafted to the Browns. I went there. I was back and forth between there, and they had this league, USL League. I played in that. Uh, I bounced around, went back to Cleveland, and then I went to Toronto for a year in the CFL. And uh, after that, I just kind of just kind of chilled down, and uh, I started training guys. I started training offensive linemen, so. That's what I'm doing now. Just training offensive linemen. That's uh, I'm starting up my own business doing that. Uh, I have professional collegiate guys, a lot of high school guys, and even younger guys. And uh, as far as my business, I'm in the lower stages of it. As far as just traveling around and kind of just showing my face and matching my name with my face, so everybody can kind of know what I'm doing before I set up my own place. You know, so uh, sure. that's kind of what I'm doing now. Where'd you go to high school? I don't know that the, the twins ever told me. Or what what state anyway? What what area? Youngstown, Ohio. That's where I'm from. I went to Oakland High School in Youngstown, Ohio. Wow. Okay. So then you got to go NFL, you got to go back home. Yeah, I got to go back home. So that was a pretty that was an exciting deal. It it was cool. Part of the Youngstown Mafia, man. The old back where all the Pelini brothers and stoops. Is that how you had the connection there to OU then? The, the Stoops brothers, I'm sure, uh, having huge ties back in that area. Is that kind of how they got to know you a little bit? Yeah, that's how we. That's how I got to know the Stoops guys. I grew up playing against uh, Coach Stoops' nephews and stuff like that. So they went to they actually went to our rival high school, which is Cardinal Mooney. Yep, and, yep. Uh, I played. I, I played against them a lot. So you know, Youngstown is football, man. So you know, of course, we got a lot of. We got a lot of guys, a lot of names, you know, came out of there, big time coaches and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's the story. <laughs> well that was that was a time, especially at OU that uh, and I know they're kinda known for it now as well, but you know, had a, a really good offensive line all through those those few that span of years, you know, with a bunch of big name guys and then obviously uh with you going to the NFL as well. But um, you know, was it you know, was it just kind of the guys they brought in or did they have a really good offensive line coaching staff? in it or are you guys kind of hold, held each other accountable or what, what do you think kind of was some of the main reasons Oklahoma did have such a powerhouse up front uh, those those uh, years that you were there I mean I would say it was kind of like kind of like a mixture of things I mean we we for sure held each other accountable you know what I mean especially in the off season, man when we was we was out there grinding together in that good Oklahoma heat and uh and pulling and pulling together against Smitty, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, that's what that, I hear from right. every OU guy. <laughs> I I want to say I want to hear I want to hear some Smitty stories, but I'm gonna let you keep going, Coach. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean that, and then you know our, uh, we had a good we had a good group of coaches when we were there, man. You know we had Kevin Kevin Wilson. He started off being our offensive line coach, and uh, he's now at Ohio State. The offensive coordinator at Ohio State, he he did a pretty good job. Well, he did a real good job of getting us, getting us guys. We were all from different places, you know. Like me, I was from Ohio. We had Duke Robinson. He was from Georgia. You know, we had Phil Loho. He was from Denver. John Cooper was from Denver. Trent Williams. He was from East Texas. You know, we had guys from everywhere. We had JUCO guys, and he, 
and him and Coach Stoops and the other guys, man, they did a good job of, of recruiting us and getting us there. You know, once we got there, it kind of just it kind of just went together good, man. We had all those good skill guys around us, so you know that man, they made us look good as well as us making them look good. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, that was right around the time yeah. I was I was right in high school at that time, and so I was diehard OU fan um, all all my whole life. Uh, room was painted OU at the time, and so uh, I remember all those guys, all those names. I mean because I was an offensive line kid growing up. So I remember all those guys and watching Phil Lodeholt go to the Vikings and uh, Duke being just a, a nasty, awesome player. And obviously Cooper, I think, went to the Vikings as well. But I remember watching uh -huh. all those guys. And that's, um, like I said, just kind of a – that's what Oklahoma was known for, at least around these parts, was just obviously we had a good running back always. But uh, up front, we just went through a ton of talent those few years. Yeah, 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 we did, and we and we even had guys, you know, behind, behind the first group of guys, man, that 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 played and rotated in. You know, we had Brian Simmons, he played. Uh, we had we had a we had a bunch of guys. We had a real good real good rotation of guys that that could have went anywhere and played. You know, in my opinion, you know, so it was a pretty so, good deal. So, coach, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about uh, Schmidt's off season workouts, because obviously. <laughs> He he's got some legendary stories between it, it being you know super difficult making sure guys uh, meet weight. You know what, what were some stories maybe you had or some of the things that he did with a, a lot of the big guys to get them ready to roll for the Sooners. Man, Smitty, Smitty just Smitty made us physically you know physically tough and he made us mentally tough. You know what I mean? And guys, when we was when we were in it. We don't understand it, you know, but now that we're older and we kind of, you know, once we got out of it, we look back and we tell the stories and we laugh about the stuff that we was going through, man. We see that, you know, it was all a part of the plan. You know what I mean? So, Smitty, his big thing was, man, we we all had to hold we all had to hold each other accountable. You know what I mean? Like, like it wasn't no one person bigger than the rest of the team, no matter who it was. You know what I mean? And if and if one of us was there, all of us was there. If one person messed up, then we all messed up. You know what I mean? So we kind of – we did a lot of pulling and uh, tugging on each other, man, to make sure that we were going to be there or it was going to be a consequence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we, we just – man, it, it was a good deal, man, because even now, you know, like I said, a couple of guys, we can say how that how that just played on our on our mental, man. And even now, out now today, man, you look at stuff different. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, man, I can do that. You know what I mean? If they can do that, I can do that. You know, if I see somebody doing it, they just show me, you know, I can do it my way. And You know what I mean? It kind of just made that mentality to us. So, once we came down in the fourth quarter, you know what I mean, third, fourth quarter, and we're looking at the guy across from us, and we, and we know what it looks like to be tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? We know what it looks like when the guy ain't got it no more. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That just makes you want to go even harder. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and when you got the talent that we had, like I said, man, we you do that for two, three seconds, and all you hear is that eighty thousand behind us running. <laughs> and it, 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 good things happen, man. So, well, was was uh, did a good job. Was Sumlin there uh, when your first few years? Yeah, Sumlin was there. Coach Sumlin, he uh he actually came out to recruit me in Youngstown. Oh Coach wow, Sumlin, man! That was, yeah, yeah, that was my guy, man. He was he was actually the tight ends coach. Uh, when I when I first got there, and then he bumped out to the receivers coach before uh before he left. But yeah, Sumlin, that's my guy, man. He he used to take care of us. You know what I mean? He, he was a he was a players coach. You know he can relate. You know he he was one of those guys. You know 
like players to go talk to and kind of, you know what I mean, bring bring you back down to life. Sure. Yeah. Well, we had um, reality, you know, we got someone and then. And then I uh, played for someone, and then Larry Jackson, I think Larry, uh, Coach Jackson, he was in the strength uh, program at OU, I think, as well. And he came over and was our uh, head strength coach at Houston. So I got to play for both of those guys. And, and it was kind of cool because, you know, all the OU guys that I've met, um, at least later on, I don't know if it was this way when you were there, but they just talked about how you go to OU and, it, you know, they make it very well known how much of a business it is. And, you know, holding each other accountable too, but then also talking about, look, you guys want to do well because – uh, you want to go up to this next level. It's a business for us just like you. And um, that's kind of the way that someone approached it as well. He, he talked about it being a, being a business and, uh, you know, taking care of your business. And if you do, then then they'll help you out. And if you don't, you know, it's a business to them too and you're out. Right, man. I mean, they they did a good job. And I and I believe that works, you know, because when I first came in the OU, you kind of, you know, the older guys, they kind of just, you know, they set the pace for you. You know, you look up and you see those guys, you see the stuff that they do. And, you know what I'm saying, you look up in class, you see those guys in class and they're doing all the right things, and you kind of just it, – it's easier for you to go in and just fall in place, you know what I mean? Just follow what you see the other guys doing, man. And if you can do that and just, you know, be accountable for yourself and just do the things that they ask you to do, then, you know, you should be all right. I, I like what you said about, you know, you, you'd said it before, how you guys work so hard in the summertime – that it became easy for you. I think that stuff pays off in life. And, and, and then, then what you just said about, you know, having leaders and show you how to do things the right way and you just kind of get into that routine and, and, and be disciplined, that helps you so much as you've gotten out of football, I bet, right? I mean, having to, to, sure. grind, to grind and go meet people and know that, hey, man, I, I got to get this done to, to make sure I, I, I get food on my table and make sure I'm, I'm taking care of my family, whatever it is. I think a lot of people overlook that aspect of, you know, playing football and the and the workouts that you have to do. Yeah, just I mean, playing football and just you know, just being a part of anything where you got to be held accountable for not just you but the group. You know what I mean? Like when when you when you do something, man, and people hold you accountable, it it it, it just you know I, I feel like it just you know what I'm saying it makes you a better person, man. And, and being in those workouts and being with other guys that that all got the same goal and all want to be good, you know what I mean? And I think that all plays on it too, you know what I'm saying? And and it does affect you in the long run because, like, like I said before, anything that I see or anything that I do, I even try to instill that in my guys that I train, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You go hard you go hard now, man, you know, it's going to be easy on the back end, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm a big believer in that, and I coach that to my guys. Yeah, it gives you such an advantage in life. I remember coming out of college, and, and every year I think we had the 6 a.m. workouts at the big guys. So I'm used to that. I'm used to being 15 minutes before, so I'm never late. And then um, I think that yeah. was the year at our at our high school we switched from 8 a.m. Uh, to 7.45 for the teachers. And yeah. you would have thought they took away $18,000 from their, from their uh, check. I mean, as much as they were complaining about having to be up there by 7.45, and I'm sitting there like, hey, guys, 15 minutes. I've been waking up at 5 every every morning for five years and then doing a workout. What <laughs> we're doing is going to work. And then you're at, we're out by 2.30. So uh, I think it just really sets you up in life to just be like, this is easy compared to a college workout every day. Because that's the grind of yeah, it. That, that spring ball and you get those two-a-days and then it's like, uh, golly, it just doesn't it seems like it just never ends, even though it's only two or three weeks. 
Yeah, man, you just you just see you like, man, you complaining about that like that's nothing. <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly. I thought we were easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you complain about that. And, and Smitty even played that on us, man. He would let Smitty would put the walk-ons and stuff in the morning at five before the sun came up. And you uh-huh. said the big guys would go. You said the big guys would go in the morning. Our group was at three fifteen in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> when it's about one hundred and twenty. <laughs> When it's the hottest of the day, of, of course. So you know, we, I mean, but but we understood what it was, you know, and we and we took that on as the, as the big guys, man. You know, we we took it on. You know, we didn't get all the shine and everything like that, but you know, we'd be out there and, and we know if we set the tone, we come out doing we supposed to do. Everybody else will uh, see it and, and catch on. You know what I mean? Coach Wilson, he he didn't he didn't take it light on this man. We had Coach Patton after him. He he kind of just you know came right behind Coach Wilson and just. You know, try to instill the same mentality in us, man. If we didn't, if we didn't get a certain amount of knockdowns a game, you know what I mean? Like, shoot, it was we was gonna have to, we was gonna have to pay for it, man. And then once it, once we, once we did it so much, you know, it became a competition to us, and then it just became second nature. You know what I mean? We out there hustling for knockdowns. We watching film, like you know, we trying to take knockdowns from each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we try to we try to make sure we get our mark. You know what I mean? So we don't have to deal with Smitty. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it, you it, it was, the guys that trip, and you got us a trippers count, and then you get an argument over yeah. whether, whether it counts or I'm the last one to touch that guy on the way down. All of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that. That was always the the best parts of it. Well, well you talked a little bit about your personal training with, with the offensive linemen. So I'm kind of curious how much. You know, do you do a lot of workout stuff, or is it just more um, training or offensive line specific, rather, or are you doing a lot of training with it as well? Because I've seen, I've seen both, and, and I don't know necessarily I have a, uh, a dog in it one way or the other. I'm just kind of curious, you know, what, what's your mentality when you are bringing those kids in to work them out? Well, I do, I'm doing offensive line specific things. I, uh, I still work out. Like, at the gym that I work out in, in Houston, uh, it's a big workout facility, you know, so guys come in and they, they may work out first, you know, in the group with the, uh, with the rest of the guys. And then we make do online specific stuff. But me personally, I just do online specific stuff. I just do real, just, just the fundies, just a lot of fundamentals. You know what I mean? A lot of the kids, they, they missing their fundamentals. So a lot of coaches, you know, they don't like, they don't like guys like me who come behind them and, and kind of like, Oh, I'll do this like this way, this or this way. I don't, I don't, I don't really go towards trying to, Take away what a, what a coach is already coaching. I just I just coach the fundamentals. You know, you can't ever you can't ever go wrong with fundies. That's so, right. So I I see a lot of kids just missing the basic things. You know, knees inside of the ankles and bending the way they're supposed to be bending and posturing and stands. A lot of kids don't even know how to get in the stands. You know what I mean? So I mean I I do a lot of that. Just a lot of just just reps, reps, reps over and over. And same little things. You know, just to try to build those guys to, to do things the right way and build that good foundation. Yeah, you know, I we, don't, we've heard that a lot, haven't we, Walls? I mean, yeah. about coaches being mad about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't understand it at all. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. To me, if if I have a guy like like Coach Braxton who who loves what he's doing and the kids love him and and he's bringing a different voice and and something else to him, I mean, ki- kids are going to get coached by dozens, if not, you know, maybe even hundreds of different people. So, in my opinion, for them to to be able to hear it from from many different people, I'm all for it. I mean, I think it's awesome. Well, yeah, and again, it's, yeah. it's, it's society talking to me. It's, it's kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth, or at least coaches. You know, all I ever hear is these, this generation's so lazy. They don't want to do anything. They're not tough. They're lazy. And then 
And then out the other end, they're saying, no, don't go to these trainers and get all this other extra work in because it may not be exactly like my stuff is. I just want to be like, you can't have yeah. it both ways. You can't have say the kids are lazy and, and then shun them when they try to go get extra work. And, and you know, we had a kid that did it a lot this year, um, Trace Jeffries. He was a really good player, and, and he went to his own trainer, and I loved it, you know, because legally we can only be with the kids for so long. You're, you know, you're only allowed yeah. a certain amount of hours to be with the kids. You know, as long as that trainer is not putting them through, like, excruciating workout, chest workout the same day we're doing a chest workout, they're working O-line fundamentals. Right. Like you said, it, it's awesome. Even if, even if let's say, we, we're working all jump sets and his trainer wants to work, you know, deeper sets. Well, that's not a bad thing for him. Number one, he's getting more athletic with his sets overall. And you're also giving this kid another tool to help him out um, in, in life or in his college career, or even, you know, maybe he does it well. And so I kind of let him get away with it because it's something that he's comfortable with. So I always like it. I've always thought it was a good thing. And, and um, you know, I think that it's the, the, the putting tools in the toolbox. You know, I, I, I've gotten so much away from everyone doing exactly the same. You know, I'll teach everyone the right. same, but then – but then, you know, let's add some tools. If some of these kids can do certain things that others can't. Well, let's let them do those if that's what works for them. You know, kid I was talking about, right. he, he held his hands really low, you know, which is not what I, you know, really necessarily believe in. It's not what worked for me, but we'd go out to practice, he'd do it, and he'd be really good at it. So, you know, why change that? If it works for him, let's let right. him roll with it, and that's where he's comfortable. Right, right. Right. I, I agree with that totally. Man, I used to a perfect example for me, man, when I was in Cleveland. Man, Joe Thomas, I played behind. I was a swing tackle behind Joe Thomas and the guy on the right, uh, Tony Pastros, right? So, so, so I used to be in practice every day. And Joe, like, I promise, man, if you put paint on the bottom of Joe's feet and he said a hundred times, he would probably step in the same spots every time, right? So, so I'm like, Joe, man, like, how do you do that? Like, how, you know what I mean? He's like, man, I can't explain it to you. It's kind of just my deal. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's just how that's just how he does it. You know what I mean? Like you can try to you can try to duplicate it if you want, man. But I can't explain it to you because it's just it's comfortable for me. You know what I mean? So yeah. so I, I can relate totally to what you're saying, man. So I'm out there. I'm 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 sitting a hundred times just right with him, man. But I can't get it how Joe does it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I then I find out. I finally realized what he's saying is, hey man, everyone you gotta find your own set. Works out for you, man. And once you get it, just rep it, rep it, rep it. You know. Well, he's even got a unique uh, stance. It seems like. I mean, just from me watching him, and I've always heard of him, and and I've tried his stance out before to try to get get better kicks myself. And and I, there's no way I could I could do you know what he does in his stance even. But it, like you said, it works for him for sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. What kind of a guy was he like off the field? He seems like he's just a stud. Man, he's just a guy. I mean, how can, you can't hate Joe. You know what I mean? He's just, he just a good. He's just a good guy, man. I mean, he, it's not. You know, when you get to a professional level, man, you know some of those guys are kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm in for me to make sure I can, can secure my job and, and rightfully so. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but Joe, Joe, man, he's just a people guy. You know what I mean? He's for getting the organization better, making the team better. You know, so if he can do anything to help you get to get better, man, or if he can tell you anything, or you know, he, he'd he do it. He'd do it, man. He was a real great guy. That's cool because, like you said, that's, that's the tough part. Guys are, are working to get paid another year. And so um, there's a lot of them, I would assume, uh, just from a few camps I've even been around just to watch. There's just a few of them that are, I'm sure, willing to give up some of those secrets and, and help these other guys out because 
you know, it's their competition where I'm sure with him, he didn't have a whole lot of competition. He's uh, <laughs> he's one of the rare ones that got to say when to, when to shut it down. Oh yeah. He stands alone for sure. <laughs> so he stood alone for sure. So you were there and then, and then obviously you said, you know, went to, to Canada. So, um, you know, we've talked to one of my old teammates who was in Canada. Now he's, he's only, he's a punter. He's not an offensive lineman, but he talked about some of the, the rule changes and different things like that. So was there, uh, was that much, was there much to get used to as an offensive lineman rule change wise, or was it all fairly similar for, for offensive line? Well, well, the biggest, the biggest thing for us up front is that, uh, the D line had to be a yard off the ball. Like those guys, like those guys couldn't crowd the ball. You know what I mean? Huh. There was wherever the ball was spotted, they had to give a whole yard between where they line up and where the ball is. So over there, you know, I wasn't even, I, w- I wasn't taking the pass set. I was just kind of just, <laughs> you know, kind of just moving my feet and kind of just moving, kind of just quick setting everything. You know what I mean? Just playing yeah. basketball. It was really what I was calling it. I was just, I was just playing basketball, man. And, and uh, and you know, I mean, it was it was easier, you know, in my opinion. Hmm. You know, I mean, those guys get it. Those guys get a a run and start at you. You know, that that's that could be a little bit different. You know, if you're not if you're not playing inside out, man, that can get you in trouble. But for the most part, the D linemen were a little lighter. You know what I mean? They were faster, but they were lighter. You know, so I was just you know. I would just make those guys run into me, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and kind of just kind of just do it like that, you know what I mean? Make it easy. So, I mean, I liked it. I liked it for sure. It's still, it's it's real good competition, you know what I mean? I would I would encourage any young guy who uh who who didn't, maybe didn't quite make it to the NFL right away, man, to, to go try it, you know, and get that film, man, and come back because I know a lot of guys that that didn't myself included take take advantage of that opportunity, you know, and do that and and maybe come back down here, you know, and get some more reps at, you know, in the sure. league or whatever they were trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, you know, we had an a teammate that he graduated right before I got there, uh, Sir Vincent Rogers, and he plays tackle for I can't remember one of the Canadians. Yeah, yeah. But he's been there I know now. Sir v. For, yeah, Sir V. Uh he was, yeah, he was a guy yeah, yeah. that everyone said is an NFL type guy. I think he got hurt a few times and now he's made a career over in Canada, you know, been there whatever ten years, I'm sure, and has been the CFL offensive lineman of the year. And so, you know, he he's made a great career out there and, and uh from everything I've heard, you know, for the few times he's been around, another just great dude. Yeah, he uh he stays he stays in Houston actually. I uh I was talking to him the other day when I went when I went to Toronto, he was actually just starting left tackle there in Toronto. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, uh, I got to talk to him a lot. He's a real good dude too, man. He, you know, he he took care of me while I was up there, as far as you know, showing me everything and just, you know, keeping me keeping me on and, you know, showing me the ropes. Sure. Yeah. You know, he he'd come in the weight room every once in a while from from over in Canada, working out in an off season and. And, um, you know, he'd come up and, and talk to you. So, it's not something a, a lot of those guys do. They're kind of big time for some of them. And so, it was really cool having him come in and tell you you were doing a good job. That means a bunch to a college kid when, when you get one of those big-name guys come and talk to you. And he was really big name for us. And, and still, everyone in Houston follows his career, all the University of Houston people. So, that was really cool that yeah. him do so well and have him come back. And, um, I don't know, it was cool. And like you said, he, he'd help you out. And so – the other big thing I heard, because we obviously had a couple people go to, to Canada, come back and talk, is is right. it seems like it's a big change for them as far as 
taxes are a lot different. You've got to um, – there's some Canadian rules as far as even Canadian teams can only have a certain amount of, of kids on their team and you can only go slotted in a certain round or something. So I'm sure there's some, some extra getting used to some of that stuff as well, even, like I said, the logistics outside of football. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of different rules for the steel guys, I know. Like you said, I know it was like a, a ratio of Canadians and Americans that could be on the field at, at once and in the uh, in the punt game and in a special team game it's like it's like a certain halo around the ball or something before they could even touch it or something like that. It's it's crazy, man. It, it was just you know, it was just different. It was just different from from American football is all it really sure. is. You know, we used to it being we used to it being one way. You know, so 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 to be for it to be a different way, you know, different from what we've been playing, you know, basically our whole lives. It just you know, it just it just a change up. When people get adjusted, man, some guys get over there and stick. You know, some guys get over there and play a long career. Right, like you were saying, Sir V, Sir V, he, he he's doing a great job over there, man. He loves it. He loves there, it. So there was another guy I, I coached at Tulsa. And I think you played with him too, Tyler Holmes. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Holmes. Yeah, yeah. He he also he was the left guard. Sir V was the left tackle and Tyler yeah. was the left guard. And Hol- the, well, uh, well Holmes Holmes was, was had it made because Holmes was from Canada. So he was like uh-huh. he was like a he was like a first round pick. So they're like, man, this guy's a player because the Vikings, you know, had him in camp and he he knocked around with the Vikings for a while. And then yeah. all of a sudden Toronto's like, Yeah, we'll take him and he's been up there ever since and they love it because good player and he's Canadian. Yep, yep. So that worked out perfect. That worked out perfect for him, for sure. I was just, I was just going to ask you. I mean, so you're up there. Do you guys even do inside run when when it's three downs to try to get ten yards? <laughs> <laughs> they they do they do an inside run. They do an inside run. But I mean, you know, when it goes the team, it's just straight pass. <laughs> it's straight, straight pass. You know they. They, they call even some of the pass plays they they consider run plays. So you know, unless you have a real good back, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be passing that deal. <laughs> I say yeah. that's the other thing. A lot a lot of times, I mean, they wouldn't even I mean, you, they'd take backs that were bigger because they're gonna be guys that stay in and protect. <laughs> uh-huh, so, you know, so, uh-huh. Some of these bigger back, almost like fullbacks, you know, kind of like they did in the arena in arena ball. It's like, all right, you're a glorified guard. You're just in here to pass protect, dude. And maybe we'll throw you a screen uh-huh. or two. And, and the thing is, and on field goal, those big guys are trying to sneak out field goal uh, <laughs> on on a on a fake field goal or something like that. So they kind of, you know, they try to do it both ways. It, it, it was a it's a cool deal. It's a cool deal, though. <laughs> well, well, how, then, um, how how heavy were you when you were playing in Canada at OU? Because I, you know, when I met you, you were um, obviously you were tall enough to look like an offensive lineman, but. Um, I would assume slimmed down quite a bit. Yeah, I was. Uh, when I was at, I was like three fifteen, three twenty, three three fifteen. Yeah, three fifteen, three twenty. I slimmed down. I'm like uh, I'm about two seventy now. About yeah, two sixty five, two seventy. Yeah. Well, that, that's always the one I like to ask with offensive line guys, because Walls has said it, you know, plenty of times, but. It's like you see the guys that either balloon up and get way, way bigger, or you see those those big linemen slim down. And so, was that a conscious effort for you eventually, or is it just something that you had to work so hard to keep the weight on that once you got out, it just kind of fell off? 
No, no, it wasn't that. Uh, I've been, <laughs> been a big guy my whole life, man. You know, <laughs> even coming up, you know, when I was younger, I played up because of how big I was. You know what I mean? So I kind of had to, I kind of had to, had to grow up fast uh, in that aspect. But man, I, I've been big my whole life, three hundred plus pounds, ever since I can remember, man. You know, ever since it mattered, really. So I was like, man, I just, you know, I don't want to be, I don't. Have, Big if I don't have to be. Sure. You know, I'm getting on. Especially after I turn 30, you know, I see all the other guys. The little guys are getting big, and the bigger guys are getting small. (laughs) That's that's funnier. True. Coach, some big, some big coach, and they say he was a an awesome running back in college, and you're like, that guy was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. For me, it was a conscious effort. You know, I've been trying different things with uh, with eating eating different things. You know, my wife, she's a chef, so she helped me out with doing a lot of different things as far as eating. So uh, I even tried. I went vegan for uh, for eight months. Like last year, that helped me drop a lot of weight. Hmm. It helped me drop, that helped me drop a lot of weight. And then uh, ever since then, I've just been trying to just, uh, you know, adopt the happy, adopt the, uh, the healthy lifestyle, man. Just trying to just make better choices daily instead of sure. putting myself through that madness, you know. So <laughs> now I'm kind of just, I'm just kind of trying to just, you know, learn how to do that now, man. I still get it in every now and then. I still have my my, my fat boy moments, you know what I mean? But <laughs> well, I'm not to have two in a row. Say so what? What are your go? What are the go-to guilty pleasures, man? What do you go to? You an ice cream oh, guy? Man. I'm a I'm a cookie guy. I'm a cookie guy. I'm, I'm I'm definitely an ice cream guy, but I love cereal. I love cereal, man. I, I eat a lot huh. of cereal. When I when I when I uh when I do bad in French fries, French fries are like the devil. Oh, mm. oh. yeah, man, French Love. fries. I do I do too many French fries. You're in, a, <laughs> you're in a bad place being in Houston to try to try to keep your weight down. That's not a good place to I try know. to stay slim. <laughs> I, I gotta really try hard. I know that's what I mean. So I'm. I'm trying to stay full off smoothies all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's three water burgers per uh, per city block. It's oh, dude. almost impossible. And and the, and the spicy ketchup is ridiculous. Oh bro. my god! Uh-huh. My, my yeah. wife makes me go and buy it from Kroger when I was in, when Houston. Yeah, make me go buy a bucket of it from uh, Kroger and bring it home. I don't know what they do to that ketchup, but it is amazing. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, my my wife. My wife lives up here in Iowa, so I had to move to Iowa. And she would come down to Tulsa, and she'd be like, "Hey, where do you want to go to eat?" I'd take her to Whataburger. <laughs> it's just still my favorite place. She's like, "Why do you, what do you, like, what do you like Whataburger so much?" I'm like, dude, the spicy ketchup every time gets me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just something about Whataburger that I just make myself believe that it's it's fast food, but it's not bad fast food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like. I don't know how that makes sense, man, but I, I make it make sense in my head. That's it's, right. That's all it's, it's made fresh yeah. fast food, yeah. Yeah. That's sure. going to be better, I think. Well, is your wife um, – <laughs> is, is, does she cook in Houston at, at, like, at a restaurant? No. Uh, well, when we stayed in Houston, uh, we've been staying in Tulsa oh, okay. for the uh, past couple right years now. now. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but when we stayed here, she, she was doing uh, professional athletes. Now she's uh she's built her company so she does uh caterings and she does uh uh different dinners and stuff like that you know for couples she she does it she does pretty much everything you know that involves like the cooking thing so she 
she's pretty good at that. But she does that in Tulsa. Actually. Okay. Uh-huh. It's called so, Tisdale 23. All right. And that's, that's anywhere in Tulsa? You can get some – you can get a yeah. – I, I can uh, call them up or get on the website and get, get that here in Broken Arrow as well? Yes, sir. You can. Uh, there we go. You can get that. You can get that cater wherever <laughs> you want to get it catered to. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, perfect. I, I might have to. Uh, I might have to to hit them up on that. That's a that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. Ask the twins about it. The twins know about it. <laughs> they're they're yeah. actually uh the, the twins are actually that's that's their cousin actually. Oh really? Yeah, they, so so is that how you yeah, guys know yeah. each other? Uh huh. We're, we're we're tied into family. Yep. I got you. I didn't know that. I just figured, you know, they've been around. They're, you know, very good friends. It seems like with some of the people at OU. So I just assumed it was something with that. I didn't know. Didn't know it was uh, relative. Yeah, yeah. We we know a lot of the same people. You know, because we're, we're, you know, we're in the football deal. Sure. I knew them back when back when they were playing. You know, huh. but family family. Uh, you know, obviously kept us. Well, well, introduced us, and we just, you know, we kept it remained tight ever since. You know, ten plus years. So. Right, you know those are those are my guys, man. They're like my, they're like my brothers, you know. Great yeah, dudes. So, I mean, I couldn't be happier yeah. that they're on staff. It, it's fun, and and me and Big T get along really well. So um, that makes it a lot easier when you have a defensive line coach that's willing to work with you as an offensive line coach. You know, and you can say, you know, a lot of the defensive line coaches or some of them that I've worked with before have been like, you know, they don't want to do whatever. They don't want to work double teams. It's not fair. They don't want to do this stuff. They just want to drill work, but. Anytime I ask, hey, you want to do any anything together? It's always, yep, let's do it. Whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Let, let's go go to work and let's let's get some good on good stuff. And so that's even in the middle of the year. So it's it's been awesome working with both of them. And, and it's you know obviously it's it's fun when you can really work well with your defensive line coach and you guys are on the same page. Yeah, man, you guys you guys are just making each other better, man. You know, see, that's what it's all about. Well, when you were at OU, was that was Gerald McCoy there at, at that time as well? I can't remember. Yeah, Gerald was there. So how uh-huh. how was that in practice? <laughs> Man, <laughs> did, was, did he kill some people? Know, our, in practice, our practice, I would assume. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. You know, our practice, our practice was like the game, man. You know, until until we came to team. You know, when we were going ones on scouts, man. Before that, you know, it was we were out there trying to win. We were out there trying to get the best of each other, man, because we knew. That guy across, man, he's just as good. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. man, it, it was battles that practice every day. You know, you know, cats get into it and you might break up a few fights, man. But it was all, it was all love. You know, like like you just said about you and uh, you and Coach Darnell, man, we just out there just making each other better. I imagine it, and, and you know, a bunch of guys that could make each other better. So that'd be fun to see some of those wars in practice, because. Um, like you said, those some good defensive linemen, some really good offensive linemen, and I think that's um, you know why a part of the reason you guys did get you know so good is because you're going against guys like that. He's going against yeah you guys every day, and so can't almost can't help it but but get better with that. Mhm. Mhm. Well, iron sharpens iron, man. That's right. Um, you were coaching, I think, last year, right? Did you did you get to end up coaching? Uh, a little bit of, of high school or, or junior high last year. Are you, are you still planning on doing that uh, here in the next few years? Yeah. Or are you trying to go just just training? No, no. Uh, I plan on coaching again this fall. Uh, last year, I got on pretty late with a uh, with a gig over at Jinx uh, Middle School, mm-hmm. and uh, I did the, I did the offensive line over there up under uh, our head coach was uh, Cal Cherry, and uh, 
we were over there. I did that, and uh, I I plan on doing that again. You know, I wanna I wanna eventually uh, bump up and get with the older guys. You know what I mean? But I'm just you know I'm just put, just putting my work in. You know what I mean? So once once the opportunity presents itself, you know I'll hopefully I can I'll be able to move up and coach against you guys or with you guys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, you know, our head coach, that's how he started. Uh, David Alexander played in the NFL and then went to Jinx and was a junior high coach for several years, right, Walls? I mean, until he yeah. – Really? Yeah, he, really? Yeah, he, he, uh, I think he started, like, immediately at Broken Arrow, in, like, like right, right as, he, as he got back to town. I think uh, Ken Ellett, the AD that's there now, got him going on that. And then he went to Jinx right after that as well. And I, I was the same way. I got my first job. I was coaching – I was coaching JV, ninth grade ball, and, and he, they made me the OC. I'd never called a play in my life. So I just kind of got, <laughs> yeah. got tossed into doing that. And then at the same time, you, you were doing uh, assistant varsity. So I think the way you're doing it, man, is the, is the way to do it. Because I think guys that coach in junior high have a greater appreciation for, you know, being able to teach fundamentals, the, the foundational yeah. stuff for kids, you know, the, the impact mm-hmm. that you're making on those kids, you know, and, and I was going to ask you, you know, knowing what you know about diet now, what are some of the things you're, you're telling some of your young kids to, to get those kids ready to play? I mean, I think, I think you're doing it the right way. I, I wish more guys had had that mentality because there's a lot of them. And, and I know Coach A's podcast is coming up, and he said the same thing. He's like, you know, a lot of these young coaches that come in and they, they already think that they've done it all or they, they think that they know it all or they think that, you know, the, the world owes him a, a coordinator title. It's like, dude, you've never coached, <laughs> you know, yeah, you need to... man, just because you, just because you played don't mean you're a good coach. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I mean, I, I, I learned that man. And it's just, in my opinion, man, it's just about just respecting the game. You know, I feel like in anything, you know, if you come in feeling like uh, mm-hmm. acting like that, you know, it all, man, you know, that don't, that don't sit well with guys, man, you know, and, and especially a guy that's been that's been doing it for so long or this many years, X amount of years, you know, and and, and they didn't put their work in, you know what I mean? So everybody got to put their work in, you know, before they get to where they're going to be. Yeah, so, that's the, that attitude yeah. that you have right there is just awesome, man. You know, be, be where your feet are, do the best job you can, and people will take notice, and then you'll end up where you're supposed to be anyway. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. It's good to hey, it's good to know. I didn't know that about you, uh, you and Coach. I didn't know you guys uh, started doing the same the same way, man. So I guess I'm on the right track. That's good to know. Yeah, you're you're fine, man. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're gonna learn more yeah. ball than those other guys that that are or maybe coaching two dudes at the at the varsity level. You're you're getting it in the mix, man. Yeah, yeah, that's good well, to know. Some of the you know we're we're kind of. About time to wrap up, but what are some of the things that you're working on with your guys uh, that you are training with out, outside of just football? What what are some – I know you say fundamentals, but is there is there a couple drills that you go, you hit every day that you think are, are by far the most important? Well, I'm big on balance and bending. Those are my big things, man. Mm-hmm. As, as far as the bigger guys, mm-hmm. man, being a bigger guy, I speak from experience, man. I used to hate to bend. You know what I mean? There's, it's natural for us to be, you know, stand up tall. And like I referred to before, basketball, I was a basketball guy. So it, it's natural for me to stand up and click my heels. You know what I mean? And slide over <laughs> in front of a guy. So so I uh, I just emphasize that a lot, man. I do I do a lot of bending with my hips, you know, in the squat position, a lot of duck walks. I warm up with that every day. I try to do that every day. I do I do a lot of old school board drills. You know, uh, I, put, I get the old – 
the old towel teeth drill, getting those guys, you know, just picking yeah. up his feet. Just, there you go. Just, just getting, just getting used to, you know, picking them up and putting them down, man. And just, I just emphasize power through the ground, power through the ground, you know, no real big steps, you know, power through the ground, power through the ground. So I'm, I'm just real big on that, you know, and, and, and shooting those hands, you know, I want to, I want to disrupt that rusher. You know, I want to, I want to shoot those hands, man. Even if it ain't, you know, doing what you want it to do. Don't try to throw a haymaker. I want that six inch stab. You know what I mean? I'm, that's, I'm big on that. So, you know, just, just those things. I emphasize those over and over and over. I know my guys, they get tired of hearing me say it, man, but. That's good. A lot I mean, of guys, they, 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 they get that work and then they get into real action and then they forget it. You know what I mean? You work it and work it and work it and work it and you work on You get to work in so many things, once they get into live action, they forget. Yeah. You know, for some, for some reason, they forget, man. So those fun, if I just keep pushing those fundamentals, 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 you know, being inside out, always being in the right position, making sure that you dictate the block. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just big on those things. I, I think when you have those little catchphrases and the things that they, they are always saying, all of a sudden now when you get tired and you get in a game, that, that's something you fall back on. You know, you fall back on your training, you fall back on your fundamentals, and you hear that thing, hey, force to the ground. I got, I got to move this guy, force to the ground. You know, maybe it's, it's uh-huh. a quick, quick reminder that those guys tell themselves instead of some long, drawn-out coaching cue, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, you, you know, and, and then you say guys get kind of worn out by doing the fundamentals every time. That, that was me when I got to um, – I got to train in Houston for for the uh, for pro day and, and the NFL, all that, you know, free agency and draft or whatever. But uh, they brought in a guy, Fred Weary, to work with us uh, who played for the Texans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he came yeah, in. With, did you really? I played I, – I got an – I did a training camp with Fred Weary uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah. so he, he came in and, and uh, was training us, and I was ready. Me and me and my buddy were both going through through that um, through that place, and I can't remember the name. I'd say it, C- CES, CES Performance. So they brought in uh-huh. Fred Weary, and we were going to go with him. And, man, we were excited. We thought we were going to learn some guru stuff. We were ready to roll. And then he came in, and we were doing two steps and working. I mean, same stuff we'd been doing for five years. And it was, we were kind of <laughs> yeah. heartbroken. We're like, where's all the cool stuff you learn in the NFL? He's like, man, it's just this. You just got to do this every day. Yeah. How we've been yeah. doing, I mean, for, you know, been doing that for 10 years. <laughs> but same stuff. They just keep doing that. Yeah, man, once it's time to play ball, you know, it's time to play ball, you know. But, shoot, I mean, the, 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 just you dictating the block, man. Those I tell my guys all the time, man, they want to keep set, 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 deep, deep, deep. I'm like, hey, man, we're only going from – we're only ideally playing three feet. You know, we're playing right here in front of each other. Like, if you can't get the job done right here, man, you know, you're going to be in bad shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and uh, Fred Weary, he, uh, man, a guy that we played for in Cleveland, down there, George Warhawk. Now, I don't know where Coach Warhawk is, but every day we would do the same things. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, it w- and it wouldn't be the same drills. You know what I mean? But it would be the same thing. It's just, you just be like, man, like, you know what it's going to be. That the crowds are drilled. You know what I mean? You go yeah. up and they got, you got the crowds are pad on the wall and we're, we're just going down, <laughs> punching, 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 punching. And you're like, man, why is he doing that? But you don't realize that he's helping you find out your strike zone. You know what I mean? You don't realize the little things that it's helping you do. But you're just like, man, let's hurry up and get through this. You know, let's hurry up and get through this. <laughs> And, and, and you and you look at it now, like me as a coach, I'm like, uh, I want to. I, I go. I go into a session with ten things written down, but we only do two. 
You know what I mean? Because right. it's kind of like, hey, man, if we, if we can't get this right, then, then how are we going to do anything else? You know what I mean? So those, those fundies, man, those fundies. Even Coach Callahan, I, I, watch, a, I watch a lot of Coach Callahan stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and he and he's you know he's fund he's just fundamentals, you know what I mean? He he, he always has feet barely raised above the ground, you know what I mean? Power through the ground and just you know just moving efficiently, man. It's all about just being efficient in your movement and dictating the block, you know. So those are the those are the the guys, you know. That's I mean, you know, I would say that they're pretty good coaches, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, sure. man, yeah. <laughs> and if, that, if that's what they're teaching, so I, you know, I can't be far off from that, man. So, that's right. Well, yeah. Well, Coach, when, when you're watching, just kind of the last question, I, and I ask this to everybody, all of our, all of our guests, but you're watching another offensive line play. Um, obviously, you've watched a lot of film, and then as a coach, you see other teams too, but you're watching another offensive line. What's some stuff they'd be doing that would make you think uh, really highly of their offensive line coach? Or maybe what's one thing they would do that would really trigger to you Hey, they must have a really good offensive line coach. Finish, finishing, finish. <laughs> finishing, finishing the play, finishing the play, man. I, if my guys don't do nothing else, they better finish. If I see that guys out there finishing, playing through the whistle, I know they got a good old line coach. <laughs> I love that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yes, we, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy and and uh, doing a lot of stuff, so. We're, we're, you know, very appreciative and, and happy that you could make some time and, and talk some ball with us. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to, again, thank all of our sponsors. You guys, make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.